Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome, friends, to An Overcoming Life. I'm Bobby. And this is Frank. And this is a guest that's going to be sharing with you today. This is Doug Apple. He is the general manager, I think that's the title you have. That's it. it. Here at uh, 94.1, and that's where we tape the program. He's the behind the scenes guy. But if it wasn't for him, we we wouldn't Nights have would fly. No, it would fly. <laughs> we wouldn't have it on the air. But uh, he is really a blessing. He can just take a mess that we've made and somehow make it sound okay, you know, and delete and add. And he's just really a blessing. And um, I'm going to let him tell you what he's going to talk about and how he come about doing this on this subject in the first place. So, Doug, just have at it. Bless the people, brother. (laughs) Take it away. Yeah. All right. Well, the title of this message is Adventures in Loving People. And the reason we came up with that is because sometimes loving people sounds like a burden. (laughs) Oh, I have to spend time with them. It's going to cost me money. It's going to cost. It's not going to pay. But one thing I'm saying is trying to recast the idea of loving people as an adventure. Because if you've ever given yourself towards somebody else just in a loving way, it's an adventure. It always leaves you with a story to be told. And sometimes people say, oh, wow, you know, that was really hard. Well, anything that's hard also means there's a story to tell. (laughs) Like nothing's ever hard and there's no story to it. It was just hard. What? No. If it's hard, there was a story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes loving people is hard. In fact, I created this little graphic here. And you can see it, and I'll pop it up digitally on the screen. But it says, Adventures in Loving People. And then it says, We're supposed to love one another, love your neighbor, love your enemy. And then at the bottom it says, But how? (laughs) How are you supposed to love those people? And so that's the question. We, We call it an adventure. But how are you supposed to love people? And if I asked you that, uh, Bobby, how are you supposed to love people? What would you say? Well, you can only love people really through Christ. And what is that? And if you well, if you don't have the love of, you don't have God in you, and the love of God in you, you're not going to be able to flow out in love to someone else. Well, how do you get the love of God in you? Well, you make Jesus not only Lord and Savior, but you 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 make him your friend. You spend time with him. You develop a relationship with him. You read his word, you pray, you seek him. And you in seeking him ask him to show you what you can do for him. And I know that in my case I have had situations where he has shown me some people and all he told me to do was just love them. Mm. Just love them. And does that just conjure up a feeling? I mean, how do you love them? Well, I love them by praying for them 
and by showing the love of Christ to them and doing things like uh, I may make some cookies and give to them or mm. I may bake something else and give to them or I may just get an unexpected gift, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to let them know that someone's thinking about them. And you can show love this way too, Doug, I know, because I've had people do it with me, and that is through a telephone call, just reaching out and calling somebody. Maybe you hadn't talked to them in quite a while, but you just reach out, how you doing? You were on my mind. And you know, with me, it makes me feel like, God, you must really love me, that you flagged this person to call me, to let me know that that I was on their heart and mind because you put me there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm well, Frank, I'm going to gonna ask you how you love people and uh, how does that play out, just like she described for you. Well, um, it's been a process, for one thing. Uh, Of course, the first and most important step in all of this is being born again. Because without that element of the agape love being planted in us, it's almost impossible to love the way Jesus loves, the way the Father loves us. So once that's planted in you, um, I've learned that it may take some, in some cases, may take some time to uh, develop. Uh, for me, uh, as I said, it's a process, and the Word tells us that it, it's a fruit of the Spirit. And what I know about fruit is that fruit has to grow. Mm. <laughs> like apples or oranges, whatever, starts as a little bud, and then it'll finally become a mature fruit. And I think that's kind of the process that has to happen within <clears throat> within us to some degree. Some probably move faster in that area than others do, depending on what sort of um, hurts or injuries or emotional hurts, I mean, that you've experienced in the past that could get in the way mm-hmm. of loving others. So uh, that's part of the process, is the outworking of the emotional hurts so that it leaves a a clear path for the the love of God to flow. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were in, uh, my wife and I, of course, were in prison ministry together. And I know general society probably has a a low opinion, (laughs) let's say, of those that wind up in prison. But we went in and discovered that, hey, they're humans just like us. Mm-hmm. And many of them have had tremendous emotional damage, and which has led them to make poor choices and bad decisions, and so they get caught, and that's where they wind up. Mm-hmm. So we try to explain this to them, and we've seen them, uh, some men being born again, and over a period of time we revisit these prisons and see them over a period of time and we've seen the love of God develop in them and it also developed in us because it developed a love for these men in us we really came to care about them and we wanted to see them progress in their relationship with Christ and uh, overcome these emotional wounds 
So that's what it's been like for me. I'm excited that uh, God gave you this, Doug, because all of us need love. Mm -hmm. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. We all need love. And some people don't know how to love. Right. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. So, uh, or how to be loved. Mm -hmm. And Gosh. if there's none in your tank, it's hard to share it with others. That's <laughs> right. If you got an empty tank, you, you got an empty tank. You, you got, can't you don't give have anything nothing, to give. Just hot air. Right. <laughs> so, here's the first point in the adventures in loving people. The first point is this, and that is loving people starts when you're alone. Hmm which sounds counterintuitive because you think, oh, I should love people more. I need to get out there and love some people, make some cookies, you know, go door to door. But I'm saying to really love people, you start when you're alone. And what I mean by that is you start when you're alone with God. So Matthew 6, 6, I'll probably repeat that again before this is over, but Matthew 6, 6, it's Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, when you pray, not if, when you pray, go into your room, mm. shut your door, pray to your Father. And the verse goes on from there, but just key in on those aspects. Go into your room, in other words, a private place, mm -hmm. shut your door, shut out all the distractions. Some people say, well, yeah, I have a prayer time. It's when I'm driving to work in that rush hour traffic. Like, uh, that is not the prescription of Matthew 6, 6. That is to shut out all the distractions. Yes, you probably should pray when you're on your way to work. But he's talking about a prayer time, a devotional time when you get alone with God. So uh, here's one thing that's going to happen. You get alone with God, this idea of like, well, it's hard for me to love people when my tank's empty. You're going to let God fill your tank. The Bible uses this phrase, the love that the Father has lavished on us. So what you're going to do is you're going to get alone and pray to your Father. You're going to literally talk to God. You say, well, I don't know what to say to God. Well, say whatever you want to God. Talk to Him. Ask Him questions. Whatever. God isn't like talking to a person. God is spirit, and God works organically. In other words, slowly, usually. And so this is the way God works. God works with seeds. And seeds are slow. Mm. Jesus said this, the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. Mm. I mean, what's the kingdom of God like? The kingdom of God is like a seed, which a man planted, mm -hmm. and it grew, and it became a large tree, and the birds of the air came and nested in its branches. How long did that take, Frank? Well, could have taken years in some cases. Years. I mean, how long does a tree have to grow before birds come and make nests in it? It's got to have enough leaves. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't do that on not floppy, on weak, little, immature trees. No, no, no. Well, it takes years. This is the. He said, "What's the kingdom like? This is what the kingdom is like." It's organic. And so I say that to say because some people will say, well, you know what? I just prayed yesterday. Got nothing out of it. Nothing happened. It's organic. It'd be like saying, well, I planted a seed and, you know, I looked at it the next day and it was still dirt. 
Yeah, it's probably gonna be, go plant another seed, plant another seed, plant another seed. And then you're gonna look back and at some point you're gonna say, oh look, that, that one's growing, that one's growing, that one's growing, that one's growing. How we do that in the spiritual realm is you get alone with God today and then tomorrow and then the next day. Those are, now you're planting seeds. And what's going to happen is the Father's going to lavish His love on you, but it's, it's going to take time for you to become aware of it. I mean, He could do it instantly. But James 4, 8 says, Draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. Then uh, in Hebrews it says, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Well, you can seek God diligently. It doesn't say you have to seek Him perfectly. It doesn't say you have to seek Him righteously. But it just says you have to seek Him diligently. In other words, keep doing it. So today, tomorrow, the next day, go into your room, shut your door, pray to your Father. Next day, go into your room, shut your door, pray to your Father. I tell people a lot, you should have a time and a place. Hmm. And I like people, oh, you pray, what's your time and a place? Oh, well, yeah, okay, you know, then you're, 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 you're not, you could do better. Um, if I ask people about their exercise routine, I can tell the people who have an exercise routine because they know it. Oh, every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, 5 a.m. I go to the gym and I work out for an hour. Oh, well, that's a time and a place. We know what it is. What's your prayer routine? You ought to have one, you know. Every weekday morning at 7 o'clock to 7.30, I pray and study my Bible and sip my coffee or whatever it is you do. But it's your routine. Uh, I'll give you another word for it, your abiding time. Mm -hmm. uh, once again, back to an organic example, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me, and if my words abide in you, and, but then it says this, it says, uh, if you abide in, if we abide in him and he abides in us, we will bear much fruit. Well, how long does it take to bear fruit? Bobby? Well, not today. No, it takes a while. It's got yeah. to that that it's got to grow and mature, just right. like a seed and a plant. It takes time. But takes Jesus time. said, "It's what it's like. Abide in me, and I abide in you. You will bear much fruit." Well, what we have to do is keep abiding in Him. So. Abiding is just kind of like living in Him, living with Him. Mm -hmm. It's this time with God. So you can call it your abiding time. I often do call it my abiding time. So I get alone with God, call it your devotional time, call it your prayer time, call it your praise time, whatever you want to call it, but you do need to call it, I mean, but you do need to be abiding because He said uh, you'll bear much fruit if we abide in Him. What if we don't abide in Him? What happens? What do we bear? You can do nothing. nothing. You can do nothing. So I was talking to a woman today and she said, well, my problem is I'm kind of a workaholic. I said, well, that's a good old American Protestant work ethic, you know, get out there and work. I said, that's good. It's better than not working. But for a workaholic, Jesus said this, if anybody wants to come after me, he must first, what? Deny himself. If you want to follow me, you must first deny yourself. So for a workaholic or anybody else, if you're going to have this abiding time, this time with God, you're going to have to deny yourself 
whatever else you would have done with that time, whether yeah. it's I would have slept in, I could have been making more money right now. I could be out on the golf course. I could be out fishing. You know, I could be providing for my family. I could be cleaning this house. I could be getting ahead before the children get up. I mean, whatever it is you think that you would have been doing, Jesus said, deny yourself. You're going to have to deny yourself your other uses of time in order to spend time with God. So if you want to have this abiding time, it's going to mean something else has to go, whatever it is. I've heard many people say that they just get up earlier. Well, discipline yourself, get up earlier if you can, or get rid of some other thing that you were doing. But And you can pray about it. Ask God, well, what can I give up? And just ask him to show you. This is a partnership. This isn't a religion. This is not you trying to follow some dusty old book. It's the real live living God. And you could literally just ask him, what do you want me to do? How should I do it? What will it look like? But I'm saying you need to have this time alone with God. And I have another phrase for it. And I have another graphic for it. Pop it up on the screen there. Um, but it's called do the root work. So if you look closely at the graphic, you see the tree, and it's a healthy-looking tree. It's a good-looking tree, a well-watered tree, getting its sunshine. It's warm. It's nice. But underground, you see this immense root system. Very extensive. A, a very extensive, a beautiful root system. Yeah. And so you see on here the, the words, do the root work. <laughs> well, doing the root work, that is just spending time with God. Matthew 6, 6. Go into your room, shut your door, pray to your father. This is doing the root work. In other words, if you want to love people more, you want to, it says, you brought it up, fruit of the spirit is love. You want to bear more fruit above ground. I am saying, you know, the question is, how do you love people? I'm saying, don't try to do it better. You know, don't try to white knuckle it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to love these people. I can't stand them. If it them. kills me, I'm going to love If it kills me, I'm going to love them. I'm saying don't even go that route. Don't even worry about that. When you do the root work, the, you're trying to bear the fruit of the spirit of love. Yeah. You want Jesus to do it through you out to other people. Well, how's he going to do that? He's going to do it as you are walking with him. As you are walking in the Spirit, as you are abiding in Him. So the root work represents your relationship with God. So you want to grow your relationship with God, and then the fruit will quite naturally come. Mm -hmm. So the fruit of the Spirit will just flow out of you. So you don't even have to answer this question, how am I supposed to love people? You will love people. God's going to do it through you as you grow your relationship with him by doing the root work. In other words, just get along with God, enhance and grow your relationship with God. It's like watering the plant. I mean, you could go up and water the leaves at the top of the plant, but if it doesn't get to the roots, it's not going to do any good. So you want to do the root work. Now, if I took a tiny little pot and I put an apple seed in it, when will I get apples? If it stays in the pot, probably not. <laughs> You'll never. It's called root bound, and it just can't develop. It'll be root bound. Can't it? Can't develop. develop. Now think about that. 
Think about that because people want to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Have you ever met any Christians that seem like they weren't bearing any of the fruit of the Spirit? They are believers. Where's the love? Where's the joy? Yeah. Where's the peace? Where's the patience? Where's the kindness? Have you ever met Christians that they just weren't even kind? <laughs> They're root bound. Because the seed of the gospel was planted. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. Like a seed, yeah. Jesus said, where's the kingdom of heaven? Where is it? It's neither here nor there. It's where? Within us. It's within us. Really, it's the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah. We are going to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. But like a seed, it has roots. This is our relationship with God. This is walking in the Spirit. Well, if we aren't spending any time with God, we're not in His Word, we're not reading the Bible, uh, we're not going to church, we're not listening to other parts of the body of Christ, you know, books from believers, music from believers, the, uh, the other parts of the body of Christ feeding into you. We're not growing the root space. In other words, you keep your pot this big, yeah. you're not going to bear fruit. Like, you aren't going to be able to love people like God wants you to love people. Exactly. Yeah. So what's the answer? More time with God. More of this abiding time. More in the Word, the Bible, uh, Bible memorization, Bible study. Um, more involvement with other parts of the body of Christ because we are edified by one another. Right. We're part of a body. Yeah. Of course, watching this christian tv show right now this is you say well i'm watching a christian tv show no we're other parts of the body of christ we're feeding into you mm -hmm. so it's the parts of the body of christ coming together to help one another grow in our relationship with god like what's the holy spirit saying to you what's the holy spirit saying to you what's the holy spirit saying to me let's gather together and share with it and then we grow but what happens is you spend more time with these things and the and the root you're not root bound right your root space is growing so instead of like having a, a seed that's planted in a tiny little pot like if it was an apple seed it's not gonna grow i literally have in my office window an avocado ate an avocado threw the pit in the dirt put it up in the window and it grew. But you know when it's gonna get avocados? It's never gonna have avocados. It's in a tiny little pot. I can't believe it's as big as it is. Hmm. That there's never gonna be avocados on it because there's no room for the roots. It's, it's root bound. How are you going to love people? How are you going to bear the fruit of the Spirit of love and all the other fruit of the Spirit? Peace, patience, kindness, etc. Yeah. More time with God. You have to do the root work. What's the root work? Get alone with God. Go into your room, shut your door, pray to your Father. Or if you go out on a walk in nature, however you do it, you've set aside the distractions, you get alone with God. And it's not a uh, mantra. It's not a meditation. It's not some kind of a mental exercise. It's literally talk to the real, live, living God. And uh, I had one person say, well, I don't even know what to say. I get along with God and I don't know what to say. Here's one way to start. Enter his gates with Thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving. So just start by thanking God. You say, well, just give me one thing to do, Doug. Just one thing. <laughs> just one. Here's one thing to do. Get alone with God and thank Him. And thank you for the big things. Thank you for the little things. Yeah. Thank you that you have a place where you can pray. Thank you that you have a brain that's working. You know, yes. if you can walk, thank Him that you can walk. If mm -hmm. you can talk, thank Him that you can talk. If you can hear, thank Him that you can hear. 
Thank you for your family. Thank you for your job. Thank you that your lungs are working. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things to be thankful for. So many exactly. little things. Thank you that you can watch this show. You have eyes that you can see it with. So many things that you can be thankful for. Right. Well, in this case, and I'm saying this too, it's not an attitude of thankfulness. I'm not saying develop an attitude of thankfulness. I'm saying thank God. The real, live, living God, just look to him. He's spirit, so your eyes can't see him. But you look to him in your spirit, spirit-to-spirit communication, and say, thank you, God. <laughs> you just literally say, thank you, God. So now you're developing a relationship with God. You say, what's this relationship with God all about? Saying thank you. That is, I mean, we teach small children. Say thank you. Say thank you. It's relationship building 101. <laughs> And, uh, and, and and it goes on from there. Yeah. Before we leave the root uh, picture here, if you want to hold it up again, I want to point out something to the audience. Now, I know we were focusing on love, and that's a very critical aspect of it all, but if you'll notice, a strong root system, what does that do for the tree? It makes it stable. Mm -hmm. When the storms come, it won't be blown over as easily as the young sapling or the other plants. Mm, very much so. Strong root system. Mm -hmm. And that nourishment, that strength, comes in through the root system. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some things also, of course, you know, an illustration can only go so far. Oh, yeah. um, but none of it's going to happen with no root system. Yeah. I mean, photosynthesis and all those sorts of things, like nothing's going to happen if there's no roots. Exactly. You know, take anything and cut it away from the roots, it's going to die. Wither and die. Yeah. So, building your root base. Uh, I think it is very important for people to realize that God wants to flow His love through His children. Us. Mm -hmm. I know in my past when the bottom I thought had dropped out from under me emotionally, God led me to a church I'd never been to before. In that church, I saw something I had never seen before, and that was the love of Christ, mm. the real love of Christ. And um, I had talked to the pastor before the service started, and I asked him, do you take prayer requests? <laughs> and he said, yes, we do. And I began to tell him, and his eyes got big because... Mine, it was very unusual. You don't hear things like this that happen to people. And uh, he said, well, we'll make sure and pray for you tonight. So the service started, and he got so far in, and he stopped. And he stood up, and he looked at me, and I knew what was coming. Because <laughs> God had said, you go there, and you ask them to pray for you. So uh, I, I looked at him, and uh, I did just that. And when I got through, I saw something, like I said, I'd never seen before. I saw real love, the love of Christ just flowing through these people. Mm -hmm. And I thought, my God, they don't even know me. But yet the love of Christ was all over them, flowing out of them to me. Some, you know, just started kneeling and praying. Some raised their hand. And I thought, for me. So it's so important to let yourself be an instrument of love. Mm -hmm. It's more important than you realize. Yeah, so as we're wrapping up our program here today, uh, we'll leave you with this one other word from Jesus. 
And he said that he would send the Holy Spirit <laughs> and that the Holy Spirit would teach us all things, all things. So he said, how am I supposed to love people? Let the Holy Spirit teach, teach you, you and that's going to come out of your relationship, the doing the root work, mm -hmm. your time with God, and the Holy Spirit will teach you how to love people. Yes, amen. Thank you, Doug. That was a real blessing. We love you with the love of the Lord. And this is Bobby and Doug saying we'll see you next week. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer.com at yahoo.com This is Frank and this is Bobby Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening.